Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, and welcome to The Gong Show. My name's Steph Postuma. This week, Simon Evans and I are joined by Lindsay McDougall. Lindsay is a local musician, radio presenter, and a longtime vegan. And that's what this podcast is about, veganism and ethical food choices. Considering chefs and the hospitality industry has a big interest in the consumption of meat, we wanted to have a chat to a vegan about their views and how they came to them, and some of the different aspects of vegan culture activism, farming practices, and ethical food consumption. We had a great chat with Lindsay and definitely got stuck into some interesting territory. So we hope you enjoy this podcast. Let's do it. Welcome everybody to The Gong Show. We're going to kick off with an acknowledgement of country. We'd like to acknowledge the Wadi Wadi people of the Darawal Nation who are the traditional custodians of the land of the Illawarra and pay respect to elders past and present. Welcome. It's been a while and thank you for joining us. Steph Postumer is my name with Simon Evans. Hello. And we've got a guest today, Lindsay McDougall. Thanks for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay, so what are we here for? Well, we wanted to talk about veganism and uh and you know, moral choices when it comes to food and environmental choices when it comes to food. We've talked about food and the environment before and there's a lot of things that we've unpacked. Um and we definitely didn't want to be three uh annoying <laughs> members of the food community with with a vested interest in People consuming meat, talking <laughs> shit about veganism. So because... you got someone guaranteed to be annoying. You got a vegan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we like, and and we're guaranteed to annoy you too. So we we yeah. we hope that we can achieve some form and, of balance. No, and I appreciate you digging hard and wide and finding the geographically closest vegan <laughs> to this table. Pretty much just around yeah. the corner down yeah. there. It's that way. It's not part of travel. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we thought you might. Well, you always become quite weak. It's hard for me to get any further with my, the lack of iron in my diet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what Pulled it is. Pulled yourself away from the abattoir. Exactly. For one night. Yes. Unchained <laughs> myself from the conveyor belt. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, for those of you who don't know Lindsay, um, he's a musician, uh, Wollongong local, host of Drive on ABC Illawarra, and vegan. So, perfect person to talk in, to. In I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So... I, I wanted to start with with these prefaces that we kind of were talking a little bit about before we started. So what I just want to identify is chefs and people in the hospitality industry have an interest in people consuming meat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it makes up a huge part of hospitality. There are not very many dedicated vegetarian or especially vegan venues. I don't think there are any dedicated vegan venues in the Illawarra apart from maybe the one cafe in Kayama. Yeah, it's just open, I think. Yeah. Um, do you know if there's any others, Lindsay? Um, well, there's Coco's. Okay. But it's, I mean, it's not, it's not, not fine dining, but it's, it's yeah. out near the golf club. It used to be, oh, okay, uh, right. used to be upstairs near David Jones in the mall. Mm-hmm. I think they okay. do cows at milk, actually, so they're not. Yeah, right. Um, and obviously it's not a, it's a, it's a cafe, it does cheeseburgers and stuff, and it's all yeah. vegan, does waffles. Yeah, okay. Oh, nice. uh, actually, Anastasia's in, um, Lake Warrigal or Mount Warrigal or what? On yeah, the, yeah, that's the one that's just. When you bake out, she used to, yeah. she used to be a, um, a stall at markets and she's just turned into a, oh, wicked. Uh, and, that, and once again, she serves cow's milk, but everything else is vegan. So she does, what do we have? Like a, a, a sausage roll the other day. And she does uh, bacon egg um, sandwiches and that sort of like BLTs and stuff as well as um, she did Reuben. I saw Reuben the other day. Yeah, cool. <laughs> kind of that um, very Melbourne, you know, very Melbourne. Uh, there, there's like this Smith and Deli's a vegan deli in Melbourne. Mm. So taking that idea and taking it. To Lake Illawarra. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, 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 yeah. It's a spot for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, in a weird spot, but it seems to be doing really well. Cool. Well, these are, this I was going to ask you. We're going to start off light, and I was going to ask you about some of your favorite yeah. vegan spots from around the gong. But when we come to the prefaces, I guess, what we just wanted to identify is that we want to do this. We want to have this conversation because we are open to changing our, our minds and opinions about mm. things and learning things. Um, and... We've definitely, like, I think for me, uh, there's definitely, I, I haven't got a rigid, I haven't sort of found a rigid structure to my beliefs around the consumption of animal things. And I definitely think that there is some room for improvement and there is probably some hypocrisy as well. Um, and that could be the same for a lot of chefs and things like that. And likewise, um, and, and there's, and there's a spectrum, you know, when it comes to how people deal with that. And, and, and I think likewise with vegan, v- veganism, there's a spectrum of, Passive to extreme, yeah, and um, and pragmatic to absolutely uh, ideological, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so we can talk about all these sorts of things, but I, I guess I just want to identify to people out there that, like, we're definitely not trying to have a us versus them conversation at all, mm. and and you know we might say some shit that pisses vegans off, maybe mm. might ask some questions that pisses vegans I off. Guarantee and, you already have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just, 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 you can't really say anything without pissing vegans off yeah. these days. <laughs> okay. Bloody vegans back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Right. So apologies if anything offends <laughs> you, but uh, like well, this is what well, we're here for. Finding mission. Yeah. Okay. Um. When did you become a vegan, Lindsay? Uh, I went vegetarian when I joined Frenzel Rom, so that's 1996, because Jason told me to. <laughs> I wanted to join the band. But then shortly after that, just from other people in, funnily enough, the punk rock scene in Newtown, people just uh, told me about things that I didn't know about the dairy industry and stuff. I think everyone kind of knows, you know, that life's not great for animal, for livestock, but then you go a little further into the connection between the veal industry and the dairy industry and, uh, you know, male the life of male chicks when it comes to eggs and all that sort of thing. And so I really went right into it pretty, probably like a year or so after going vegetarian, I went vegan. And I was definitely a bit of an asshole vegan for quite some time. Yep. I remember uh, refusing to sign a couple of girls' uh, shirts or something after a gig because they had McDonald's under their arm. <laughs> possibly, what possible good would that cause in the world if you're know, being an asshole to these girls? But um, yeah, so that was like what 20, 23 years, twenty two years ago. Years. That's almost a natural reaction is when you kind of you find out about anything. Mm. Uh, you want to kind of bang on be the best it. version of it. You yeah, can be. yeah, and you and you want to you just kind of mm. realize like, I didn't know anything about this a couple of mm. weeks ago. Now everyone should know. I think that kind of happens with with almost any um, 
kind of change of thought yeah. or change of mind. We're talking about it today with uh, you know everyone who smoked as a as a kid. Once you stop smoking, you immediately become this like strident anti smoking <laughs> yeah, yeah. campaigner who's you know, <laughs> yelling across the room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's like a lot of things, but there's, and I, and I think this sort of theme might come into some of the things that we talk about later, but there's like a, you know, every action has a equal and opposite reaction kind of thing where it's like, you know, yeah, you become a, a vegan, want to be the best version of it. And this same thing might be in terms of activism versus response. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the amount of people you pissed, well. pissed off into going and getting McDonald's because I refused to sign there. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there I had McDonald's, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, there's definitely so much, and I'm sure we'll talk so, about it. So, yeah, we can get into that mm-hmm. in a bit. Yeah. Um, so, just in terms of your veganism, what what's veganism about for you? How Why why are you a vegan, and what are some of the most important reasons as to why? Well, it's, it started off like that, learning about things and learning about the way that animals... Uh, exist in this world and when it comes to uh, mass farming, mass agriculture, mass farming, you know, feedlotted animals, sow stalls, um, you know, uh, caged eggs, ca- caged chickens and uh, broiler chickens and, um, uh, and yeah, the life of a, of, a, of a dairy cow and their kids, you know, taken away from them and all that kind of thing. So it's all for me, it is to do with mass farming and that mm-hmm. is why one of the that, that's where some of my pragmatism comes in because I'm living in a place where we are very close to some very small family farms mm. and you live in place uh, you, you you go outside the cities and you find the world that exists is so different to the and, and when people buy things from supermarkets it's very different from when people buy things you know go to market and buy things like mm. that so that's where I'm at now vaguely when it comes to veganism um it certainly wasn't like that at the start but it's just from the from the ethical point of view like i definitely don't do it for health reasons that's one of the been in with the rise of veganism in the last few years a lot of people have really gotten into it for health reasons and with it comes all these ridiculous trappings like raw foods movement which has mm. i don't think there's any you know pig in a sour stall thanking you for for not cooking your your um mm. your kale before you eat it or whatever that has that's has very little to do with the veganism movement to me and also all those other health related things um, and certain, there's, there's abolitionist vegan movements that are, you know, down to, down to philosophical points about, you know, you cannot wear leather, you can, and, and I, I don't buy leather, but, but I don't buy new leather. Um, but if I'm going to choose between buying a pair of secondhand shoes that are made of leather and buying a brand new pair of non-leather microfiber petrochemical byproduct mm. shoes, it is ridiculous to think that the secondhand shoes, because they're made of cow, are somehow worse. Somehow worse. Mm. And this is, if, if anyone's been on a, any vegan Facebook pages, and this is where I will begin to piss off vegans, <laughs> some of the suggestions have been for people who uh, have asked, okay, I've accidentally, oh, I've gone, I've turned vegan, and I realise that my backpack's made of, of suede, or I realise that these boots that I've had for ages are made of leather, or this jacket that my my, my grandmother left me in her will is made of, of, of silk or fur. What should I do? To, what should I do, you know? And the suggestions range from, you know, make a donation to a um, charity and, and, you know, sell it, make a donation to charity, whatever, uh, make a donation to charity, um, all the way, and to the pragmatic, just fucking wear it, you idiot, because mm. it's not contributing to the industry whatsoever, mm. which is perhaps you can tell where I lie, or <laughs> there is bury it and offer up a thanks to the animal for giving it to you. Mm. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure there's no cows in any feedlots thanking yeah. you for doing that yeah. and feeling any better about it. And that's Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. And so pragmatism, and I understand people want to 
uh, release themselves of the guilt of whatever guilt they're feeling, but it doesn't help the world at all. Mm. And it comes to that you know, re- religious fervor and, uh, and, 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 you know, um, zealotry or something about, I have to cleanse myself of doing this and it doesn't help the world at all. Mm. You know, there are ways to help the world, uh, the actual, actually doing things and, uh, and buying a new, a new, uh, bag that's not made of leather contributes to rubbish in the world, contributes to manufacturing that's unnecessary, probably props up the slave trade because the clothes or bag you're buying to replace the one that you've just buried and given thanks for is probably made by kids in, uh, you know, in, in an mm. export trade, export processing zone. So, yeah, so... Um, Do you that, think that, the, that that pragmatism just takes a little bit of time? Because it is when you start looking at it deeply, it is so interconnected, every action of like, well, if I, this is, is that mm. better than that? I'm trying to compare everything. It, it just probably takes a long time to actually get that thought to that process point, yeah. in your head. I think that um, uh, it comes from... So, going from vegetarianism to veganism, and that's the mm. thing that you... I decided at some point, okay, I'm not going to eat dairy, I'm not going to eat eggs, I'm not going to eat honey, I'm not going to... For, for me, it always made more sense, really. Vegetarian always seemed less sensible mm. than just going vegan mm. if, 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 if it's for ethical reasons then that's yeah, the, some of the worst dairy, some, some of the worst issues yeah, are the, in the dairy the and egg industry yeah yeah. Abs- yeah absolutely and and uh when it comes to you know the, you know using the whole beast and all that kind of thing mm. that makes much more sense you know if you're if you're gonna stop eating meat and st- stop eating milk and eggs and yet still kill a whole animal yeah. there's far less uh, you know, if you're going on a one-for-one ratio, there's yeah, far exactly. less yeah, yeah. cruelty in killing one cow, feeding a family for a month, and not eating eggs and, and yeah, milk. You know? yeah, mm. yeah. Um, we can get to those sorts of things. Yeah, I know. A bunch <laughs> of these very, very... Good. These very deep little... Yeah, exactly. But, the, but, um, but to talk about... Yeah, so I went to, go, went to veganism and then, you know, started realising that a lot of the clothes that you buy are made by in horrible conditions, people that have no rights, no access to anything are paid horribly. You know, they sleep in a dorm room cooking food over a you know in a little gas fire in the middle yeah. of the room and then go and work for 12, 14 hours a day and then go back to that room in Vietnam, in parts of China, in El Salvador, in Guatemala. And so it's, so it's, at some point you get to a stage where that's it. I'm going to live in the forest. I'm never coming out. I'm not wearing anything. And then you have to work your way back from that and you mm. work out how can I live in this society and you generally think, okay, I'm, I'm doing some okay stuff in the world, whether it's not because I, you know, I'm playing music and enjoying myself and getting to play concerts for people or I'm, you know, talk, banging on the radio. You, you feel like your existence is kind of worthwhile. Otherwise, there's a much easier way to stop all of this cruelty. But, um, and um, so you go, well, how am I going to do this? So I'm still going to be vegan, but I'm, I'm going to not buy anything from sweatshops. I'll do my very best not to buy anything from sweatshops. And then you start realising that, well, you can't go and buy... You know, even the, the Macbeth fancy shoes that the guy from Blink-182 sells because they're vegan. Yeah, and right. all the vegans are wearing the latest, you know, vegan Blink-182 shoes. They're made by kids who have to sleep in a dorm mm. in Vietnam or whatever, you know. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's that pr- pragmatic push and pull that you end up getting to. You're right, it takes a, I mean, it doesn't take as long as this conversation, as this answer <laughs> has taken, <laughs> but it does take a while. Mm. And I do talk a lot in podcasts. Does, uh, where does, where does sort of, the environmental, like, I mean, I think, I think it's clear that animal, animal rights and, and the way we treat animals and especially factory mm. farming is the main sort of like focus of your veganism. But environmental concerns are probably the, the second, second most, mm. you know, uh, biggest issue 
Where, where does that come into it for you? It'll it, and it'll become even bigger an issue as people start to realise that. Yeah, I, I didn't. It wasn't an issue at all when I was became vegan because it just it didn't. There was not an obvious connection back then. We didn't make the connection. Um, I think the back then everyone was banging on about greenhouse gases and uh, hole in the ozone layer were the two things. Um, uh, but since then, when you find out you know, about methane and all that kind of thing, um, uh, and then you start real doing the math on land clearing and water used to uh, to feed to grow crops to feed animals, and then you start working out soybeans. Most of them go to cattle. So I think it just it, it came with the internet when you could get easier access to that sort of information. I, I never read. I don't think I even read Animal Liberation. I don't remember reading mm-hmm. it. I think I had it because you know when I was a vegan and it was the nineties and mm. I was single, mm. so you know, I had to have the appropriate bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. Do track, track the right people exactly. But yeah, it's um. But yeah, the the, the like w- having the access to the internet and all this information um, certainly made that stuff easier. And it is, I think, when you're trying to sell veganism to people, it's a much easier point to make because you, you can't. Um, you can't. It's, it's harder to convince people of the, you know, the sentience of animals, or you know, or the, you know, the rights of animals than it is to say your kids are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> your yeah. kids are yeah. not going to have a good life. Yeah, because mm. so, yeah. mm. I hadn't thought of it that way. As one's, uh, yeah. one's more based on animals, and one's like, oh well. Yeah, it's self-preservation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not altruism. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I don't think altruism exists in either of them because either way, you're you're doing it for, uh, you know, even if you call you think about the noble ethics of it all, it's generally, it's it's still. It still comes down to making yourself feel better about stuff. And yeah, I think, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to we'll come back to the environment. I think, but I I don't know, Simon. Let me ask you. Like for me, I'm obviously not a vegan, but um, when I think about the decision, the animal rights decision is something that that I that I absorb seem to absorb quite easily. It's like I understand you have mm-hmm. you have an empathy for animals and. You don't want to see their existence, you know. They don't. You, you don't want to see any suffering occur, and you don't want to see us exploiting them for what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can completely agree with that. And and I I hate the idea of factory farming and things like that as well. So when I do consume it, I try to and don't always definitely um, sort of consciously consume it. Um, but some of the environmental factors, some of the environmental arguments that I hear, and the, or the environmental ideas that I hear, aren't necessarily um, take a lot, take a bit more time, and I question them a little bit more than mm-hmm. than just a pure sort of animal rights, animal rights sort of line of thinking. What do you think? Like, what? How does it process for you? So I think the, yeah, I think I agree with you, Ed. I'm a big animal lover, which I think vegans find it hard to, to understand when, <laughs> when when you also. Um, eat them and cook them for a living. Um, so definitely understand, and, and the, the, the way we farm um, in the majority of cases is, is not working. It's not it's not particularly right, um, and needs a lot of work. Um, I mean, that obviously almost goes without saying nowadays. We can all agree with that, and people who don't agree with that are basically ignoring the facts. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the problem um, with the environmental causes, kind of what we got onto a little bit earlier about how there's such a such a knock on effect from any action you made. So. For one, actually, a lot of statistics put in the media, a, a lot of cherry picking goes on. So you, you see statistics out there like um, agriculture makes more greenhouse gases than the whole of transport industry. And that, that was a study they did in uh, 2006 mm. that's been since been disproved. It was, mm-hmm. it was a very flawed study. They they did they plotted the whole 
of agriculture from manif- like packaging all the way up to the actual you know, packaging it from the start. Mm. Um, and with and they just took like the fumes from cars <laughs> and compared them. So they're not comp- so like things like yeah, that. Yeah. But that study keeps getting kind of put out there. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously it, it does produce a lot of gas. Um, nowhere near as bad as the transport industry though. So there's mm. little things like that. Um, also, you see a lot of stats like it takes seven kilos of grain to produce one kilo of of, uh, of beef, but only mm. you know, three kilos to a kilo of lentils. But there's more nutritional value in a kilo of beef. So you have to actually mm. produce more lentils to have the same nutritional value for you. So there's, there's some very weird statistics that keep getting put out there that people use, which aren't understood. And then that's the problem in the whole media, yeah. in mm. anything, is statistics that can be manipulated. Um, so that, that's so you agree then, basically? Like it's harder for you to wrap your wrap your head around and and, oh, yeah. and, and absorb the the environmental the environmental sort of lines of thinking. Yeah, than, yeah exactly. Than yeah, yeah. It's an absolute minefield. And then you yeah. can think of things like like a lot of land that they do have meat on couldn't actually be used for for um for crops. For crops, exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah, the wrong, wrong soil type. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, but then a lot of crops are grown go to feeding cows. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's so the so the, the crops. Where they do find the land to grow the crops, and it yeah. becomes a monoculture. Where it comes to, it's adding towards, yeah. towards the cows. I mean, but it's hardly. I mean, soybeans hardly the worst. If you're looking at the worst crop, you're looking at like corn over in America. Mm. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, I mean, which is basically just feeds straight into every single piece of everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then again, a lot, lot of and a lot of time actually when we're talking about this farming is actually America. Yeah, that's a lot true. of other countries. Yeah, like mm. in the UK, majority of beef is grass fed. Yeah, right. It's great. Grass mm. grows. Mm. It's fine. They, they love grass. They're, mm. they're better at eating grass. Their stomachs mm. are more adapted to it. Um, so yeah, so a lot, lot of things as well it comes down to. So I think what what you said, Simon, about definitely the world, like we can all we'll all agree that we can do meat better yeah. in general is is something that we definitely all agree on. And this is something that I talked to Callum from Green Connect um, mm. last week on the radio. Mm. And and the other thing that he said that I think that we can all agree on as well is that we should eat less meat. Well, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that as well. I think everyone could easily go one night a week to start with. Talking about vegan, the general population. Vegan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegan Monday or whatever it is. Meat-free Mondays. Meat-free Monday. See the grill did that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, saw I, went and had, I went and had the burger and it, it was big, big, it was fated and talked about a lot that grilled is, you know, there's no meat today. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how angry the meat eaters are going to be. They're going to get tricked in the, and I went there today and I saw a few people go and have lunch. I went there today. First thing the woman said is said, Oh, would you like the, uh, the vegan menu or the normal menu? Oh, okay. You're just trying to get the vegans in. You're trying to trick us to get us in. Anyway, yeah. it, was, it was delicious. Mm. But, uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good to hear though. It's good to, I think that one thing that you see with restaurants and things like that is def- and a, a definite sort of acknowledgement of oh my gosh. the rise of these, these issues and, and, and a demand. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's, I'd say more than the rise of these issues, <clears> as much as I'd love to believe that, it's the demand. Yeah. And, and, and it's, Acknowledging that, and that has been the biggest factor in anything. As much as, as much as you know, people chaining themselves to conveyor belts or whatever, it's it's oh, consumer yeah. demand. And seeing the difference between you know 1996 to now, I remember when I remember seeing my my first vegetarian burger in New Zealand at a truck stop. I'm like, you can get vegetarian food yeah. at a truck stop. This place is the future. <laughs> and now it's you know, you, you accidentally go to grill on the wrong day, you can't, can't find any meat. <laughs> yeah. Right menu. Yeah. But yeah, it's. it's it is. It's it's consumer driven, and and that, I mean, and and that is a great thing. Although, the, of course, the issue is still we're talking about mass produced fast food, yeah. <laughs> which is very different. Yeah, 
But mm. if people want to have an easy treat, and the option is, and you can get it, Outback Steakhouse has as as the Impossible or the Beyond Burger as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's Outback Steakhouse, yeah, yeah, for it's, goodness sake. Yeah. It's in the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, I think definitely the let's say the demand is mm. huge now. Like we even the oh, seven years I've been Kubo, mm-hmm. we'd probably get one or table of vegans come in once a fortnight and mm-hmm. then now we probably do three or four a week wow uh, and sometimes it'd be three or four a night i remember it was uh marik when, when marik went vegan marik i used to do radio with marik hardy she's mm-hmm. a massive foodie fan she was massively into whatever was popular then so 2008 so i'm guessing like pork belly and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the pork belly and rich. And, uh, she, yeah, well, she, but she would, she wanted me to go out to fancy places. I'm like, I can't eat anything. And then she taught me that they, there's the vegan menu at Vegan Digger Station. I didn't mm. even know about it existed. I think I went to the Bentley Bar with her for the first time. Oh, yeah. like, oh my God. And then to, um, Otto as well. That's the yeah. Italian joint. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bentley, is it the same? Is, does Bentley have yellow? Is that the same? Which is all vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a vegetarian restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I think it won two hats this year. It did, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, there's another, vegan. there's a, I think yeah. there's a vegan restaurant yeah. called Paperbark in Sydney as there well. Is. That is purely vegan. I really like what those guys are doing. Yeah. 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 And great. I think that, um, one well, of the interesting things, and we'll quickly go to like this level of like, you know, the, the industry, but, um, there's, there seems to be this reverence for, for vegetables and, and non-meat products now amongst fine, finer mm. dining chefs that mm. didn't exist before. It was always like find the protein, find the mm. meat yeah. and build a dish around it. Is that because fine dining, and this is just my ignorance speaking, but to me, it's fine dining. If I think it, it sounds French to me and French, mm-hmm. the French is all about animals. So yeah, is it like you in know. a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. Like the whole dining system is based around a friend, you know, mm. a maitre d', a sommelier. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. All these words, words, yeah, yeah, yeah. words, it's French. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, restaurants of around the world have been based on the French model. Mm. So then, you know, a lot of, even in the last 15, 15 years, mm. most people were trained in a French manner, which which was you start with your meat. Mm-hmm. You put that in the middle of the plate, <laughs> and then and you drizzle some jus. Yeah, you drizzle some jus, and then find Made some from more meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your meat in the middle. You put meat on top of that. Mm-hmm. You might have a secondary cut of meat, and then you you add mm-hmm. some vegetables for color or garnish. It was it was a second yeah. thought of it. But I always like um, loved whenever you do call ahead to a restaurant. This is going back always, and said, "Hey, we're coming in. Is there anything you can do for us?" And mm. that you find. So, and it's like you find the chefs that just love it. They're just yeah. like so excited about it. And that, I think, is are the people you're talking about that just find a way that they're really excited about doing things with, you know, the most ridiculous combinations of vegetables that they've never had to think about before. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's the thing. And if you're like, a lot of chefs will still get very arsy about vegan and veganism mm. without, without actually really knowing what they're talking about. Especially <laughs> as, a, as, a, as, a, as a cook. Mm. When basically if someone comes in with a dietary requirement, that's just more work for you to do that. Night. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all it is. You're not getting and you're, you're busy. You're busy. Mm. You're, not, you're, not getting, you're not getting a bonus for doing that that dish that's off the menu. Whatever. And if so, you get it wrong, even that's tiniest yeah. bit, you're going to get the worst exactly. review. Um, so I think if you think about it, it tends to be like someone wants to come in and spend money at my restaurant. They've got this. Like I would, you know, we'd, we'd do someone who is celiac or, mm. or whatever, whatever dietary it is. Let's do this. And then from there, it's like, well, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna serve food in this restaurant. Mm. Can we make it the exact same standard as the rest of it? Mm. And that, that, that's just a challenge. If you mm. give a chef a challenge of like, do you reckon you can do this? As opposed to making the, the eggplant stack or the, uh, the, the mushroom yeah, risotto. Like, yeah. yeah, for yeah. every every wedding that any <laughs> yeah. vegan's ever been to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing I think is in, you're trying to get mm. away from if, from what those what vegans normally have. You want mm. to come. You, know, you want someone who's vegetarian or vegan to come mm. in and be like, holy shit. 
that was better than the other guys that had vegetarian yeah. food at. And I, like there's only what, like, I guess <laughs> of the, you know, a lot of, a lot of vegetarians and vegans might look at the idea of going to a fine dining place and there's that culture of everything being meat focused or mostly being meat focused mm. and then be apprehensive about spending that kind of money on, on a meal. And there's only one way to change it. And that is mm. to do what you guys are doing is to yeah. show value to yeah. show that you value those customers. Uh, exactly and then right. they'll go out and support businesses. I like think there still is a, a, a sort of, I mean, it's, it's not. It's not. It's true that the vegetables are generally cheaper than meat, mm. um, and like there, there is some difference there. But like, <laughs> but like the veg, you know, when we get some sourced from an organic farm down yeah. the road and bought to us by the one guy, mm. they're not cheap. Yeah, yeah, they're very expensive. And so, you've got so many different vegetables on the one. Thing yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and stuff and, going on, and people to do it. So I think there's there is still even yeah. a apprehension from people who are vegetarian, people who are vegan, to actually spend money on the them. amount of money. It's uh, quite funny if they're eat. choosing to not eat meat and refusing to spend money on veg- vegetables. Prepared to the same stand, yeah, yeah. But but there are these weird cognitive dissonances that, say, for example, my friend Stacy who runs Anastasia's Bakehouse, mm. she serves cow's milk. Now it's in a hundred percent vegan restaurant, and she so she's not vegetarian. Right, okay. She just got into veganism for health reasons for uh, people that she knew or her daughter. I can't mm. remember, but basically she, she got into this thing. Also, um, uh, one of the two owners of Smith and Daughters and Smith and Deli in Melbourne is not vegan, um, and. Um, Martin is her name is I can't remember her first name mm. and vegans have like they hate so there are vegans who hate these people they troll them <laughs> they right. book whole tables at Smith and Daughters and don't turn out turn up to fuck her up because they're not because she's not vegan however the same people go fucking nuts when Hungry Jacks has a vegan burger it's like oh my god yeah, the vegans yeah. winning it's like you've got this place yeah. <laughs> that serves milk or has one person who has put her heart and soul into creating these amazing dishes but also isn't vegan and yet you're fucking getting stoked when Colonel Sanders has, yeah, yeah. has mm. announces his chips are vegan. <laughs> yeah. It's just this whole yeah, and they shop at Coles. Mm. Yeah, and the people who refuse to go to you know or, or I'm not you know I'll, or for example I'm not going to go to I'm not ordering Domino's. They're they're a chain. I don't care if they got vegan cheese, but they'll still shop at Coles. And who are the biggest buyers yeah. of meat at possibly the wor- you know with yeah, well, the least respect for any ethics because they're underpaying farmers yeah. and fucking people over all the way down the chain from the fucking cow all the way up. Supermarkets have kind of have driven the, the the deterioration of agriculture in, in most countries yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm. So it's yeah, I mean, and, and this is just this comes down to once again just having twenty years just to. Yeah, to, to, to work it out. Mull it over. Yeah. You, so let's 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 begin to talk now about mm. morality, ideology, dogma, and these sorts of things because these are the issues that divide mm. omnivores, carnivores, and vegetarians and vegans, and 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 these are the sorts of issues that obviously in the media, like we saw last week. But um, I guess like the first question that I have, and this these might we might hit you with some annoying mm. chef questions here, but. It's like it's veganism. Would you consider it a moral choice? Yeah, I, I, does moral have more to do with um, like is it moral rather than ethical? Like I don't know. Okay, is, is so moral ethical moral? and moral. Yeah. Let's just put them under the same umbrella. Moral just for sounds this. a bit religiousy for me, right? Okay, yeah, I think yeah. I yeah I would have the idea of doing the least harm to the world. Yeah. as as some. So there you go. Promoting. So like, if we talk about ethical decision making. Mm. We all make ethical decisions in all our choices in mm. everyday life, whether it's choosing to shop at a supermarket, choosing to buy your clothes from the salvos instead of um, cotton on, mm. uh, you know, and and everything in between, choosing to take public transport, choosing to not use Apple products because you don't like some of their practices, for example. Mm. What do you think it is about veganism 
that means that has proliferated a level of aggression and intensity that means that there's a projection of the these ethics onto the people around them that it's it's the narrative is sort of we've made these choices and you ought to as well and we're going to do everything possible for us to stop you making the choices we don't agree with yeah, there's a couple of the main problem with veganism is vegans they are the main problem um but uh I think there, there, there is obviously there is an issue with uh, veganism, vegans being extremely, um, because it is that it's, it's on trend and, and people equate it with, you know, in, in a similar way to a hipstery thing, even though hipsters are much more fond of, uh, you know, smoked pulled pork or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but, but there is this whole like, oh, you're just on, you know, people don't believe vegans are doing it for any real reason besides wanting to take the higher identity in around their yeah. identity. Absolutely. But I think there is an issue with, People feeling offended because the reason that, like, people eat meat. This is just the general consumer. I'm not talking about farmers or anything. But, like, it's like, how dare you tell me what I can't eat? Eating is for joy. Eating is for pleasure. I do this. I love this. Don't tell me I can't and do this. And it's a daily activity. Yeah. yeah, I do this. This is, this is you know, I'm coming home. I want to eat my, I want to eat some delicious food. And these assholes are telling me I can't do it. It would be, you know, similar to if there was some moral outrage to... Uh, you know, to some sort of television or something, maybe. But even, but eating so carnal and so primal, and you know, you get this amazing. I get this amazing rush out of eating when I, I just feel so good about it. And you're telling me I can't do this? Fuck you! Mm. And for what reasons? You know, just so you can feel good in your little group. And you know, it it it, it takes on that um, uh, pious religious kind of thing where you're it's it's like you know being yelled at by a religious group mm. i think and that that would be the perception that people would have but just it's like being yelled at by christians because you're you know wearing clothes that are too revealing but what do you think it's what do you think's brought veganism to this level because it's so popular right yeah i think it's, it's like become, sort of a group mentality yeah. sort of thing and it's become popular via the subculture yeah like as i said when i started first went vegetarian and vegan it was punk rockers that were all vegetarian and vegan and, and the hippies weren't hippies still aren't fucking vegan hippies are fucking idiots yeah <laughs> fuck, you know. they, they, they you know it's a it's it's more i guess more passionate people that get into it more more um you know more uh people that are more you know stick to their principles mm. and so, yeah, so people yeah. do get very and i can attest this mm. um opinionated and and passionate about food um, mm. Like everyone does, like, like into the amount that people, some people are kind of like almost quite disgusted about the prices you can pay for food, and how like almost how dare you charge them much. So like people can have really strong emotions because everyone eats mm. and because everyone cooks in some way as well. People are, I think very um, very happy to have an opinion about it and, and feel mm. they should should have an opinion that. It stands up to anyone else's opinion because yeah. everyone does it. So exactly, there, there exactly, are other yeah. things that people do that you don't do. Yeah, that some people get upset about, but they, other yeah. people don't. I, I always equate like like if you play golf, like how much would you spend on a set of clubs? Mm. And then like, and I'll oh, be yeah, but like that's, that's, you get an experience out of it. So that's what I feel when I go to a restaurant mm. and spend a couple of hundred dollars. Like mm. that experience is what is what I really enjoy with the food. So like, yeah. so it's it's a funny one. People and people don't get as angry about anything else, whether you're buying an expensive laptop or this. Mm. So, so I think people do get. Um, quite pumped because up it's food and yeah. it's something yeah. that we t- partake in yeah. every single day yeah, exactly. everyone yeah. something everyone's, that people love so much in. everyone's yeah. in some way so, so then if you do have a diet especially I think if you think it's it, it's the right choice yeah. for ethical reasons and, and 
you know, if, if you're on that extreme side, it probably is quite painful for you to watch other people eat meat. Mm. I think it's almost the reaction that you, you almost expect from someone taking it that far. Mm. Uh, and that and far. people would, like, people associate, not all the time, certainly after last week, people associate the word with certain actions. So mm. even if it could be in the most relaxed person who says, oh, no, I don't eat that. Oh, no, it's, no, it's cool. I'm vegan. Immediately, you go back to what you think of vegans, which is the easiest thing, most clickable, clickbaitable uh, idea. Yeah, of they're wearing an anonymous mask yeah, for the rest exactly. of the rest of the meal. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, chaining yourself to, to things and, and stopping traffic in Melbourne and all that kind of thing, and all of the uh, the easy. Like, I mean, it it's probably similar to, and I, f- I feel like when we used to protest against. Um, uh, the, well, CVEX and the Tampa ships in 2004. Mm. Christ, that was in that, that particular election, the children overboard election. And it was an issue that wasn't really on a lot of mainstream Australia's minds. And people would be, you know, d- just confused as to why we're protesting. And, you know, I guess that was the thing. And also at some point, I was trying to find, uh, Sea Shepherd, which became extremely, um, mainstream and accepted. Mm. But mm. I remember, people being absolutely disgusted that these pirates were, you know, doing this thing until suddenly everyone realized, well, this is the, this is the, the way I t- looked at it until some people realized, Oh, now I can be racist and like sea shepherd because I can hate the Japanese. <laughs> so, so more bogan, bogan racist Australia. Went, oh no, I like those guys because I hate the Japanese. That's fine. But that is a very wow. small, that's a very small view of people. But I remember thinking, um, Oh, that's how they legitimize sea shepherd because there's mainstream racist Australia got to be racist. But, uh, there is definitely, they definitely got there. They got a lot more accepted than they were originally when we first started. Mm-hmm. I remember interviewing Paul Watson and people were going nuts on the text line. Like in two thousand and five or six, and then two thousand and fourteen, it was like when when Jap- Japan initially pulled out of the Southern Oceans, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, Sea Shepherd did it." You know, back then it was this break splinter group from Greenpeace back in two thousand and three that everyone was just like, "Who are these absolute mm. you know maniacs risking their lives at sea?" Yeah. And now everyone's like, "Ooh, who are those maniacs?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, Sexy yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just that, yeah, people react to the way and I you know to to these things in certain ways if they think it's weird or whatever as well maybe I guess mm-hmm. you know so you're telling me how to live my life you well you that's the thing people. no one likes being told what to do yeah no simple as that and then and then especially it's, if it's something you do every day exactly you especially if it's something day, you do every day yeah so do you think though that like I mean I was trying to sort of wrap my head around the way that the activism works and and if you're sort of looking at it sort of pragmatically for example these these closures that happened in melbourne last week and the pro mm. protests that happened and like if you apply any publicity's good publicity to these actions mm. the message that was being sent very simply was watch the movie dominion <laughs> um which is about factory farming i haven't watched dominion yet um but i can assume that lifting the lid on terrible unethical animal practices and more people being exposed to that will drive some change in terms of um, decision-making around meat consumption. Mm. And that's a positive thing. And I, I, I don't know, I'm trying to put myself into the mind of the people that do it. Like, do you think that their justification for that type of aggression, um, perhaps, you know, that type of change happening through people watching Dominion, all those sorts of things is justified. Like where is the line between losing a certain level of humanity and respect of your fellow 
human mm-hmm. and and you know stuffing them up because they want to get to work that morning or or intruding on their farm or whatever it might be and affecting change yeah i think there's there's a, there's two there's two different sets of protests or at least the way i see it last tuesday whatever it was that um the stopping traffic's one and the going on a property is another yeah stopping traffic i don't give a fuck it's fucking it's, it's, it's you're gonna work who cares and yeah. Two days later, there was a giant protest in Melbourne as well. A union-led protest didn't make the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The media picked up that protest. Um, it was easy. It was bright. It was colourful. It was it, the very simple signs. It was easy to see. But um, the the union protest a couple of days later is one that happens every couple of months in Melbourne because the union movement is still so strong there. And um, there are fucking you know a, a, a dog being walked stops trams you know trams are late every day you know it, it, it was easy to latch on to as a particular as oh the body vegans kept me late from work but protesting and keeping people late from work is a massively important part of protesting and I think mm. I will defend that for every person protesting be it um, the Australia Day marches for indigenous people down through uh, from George Street from mm. Hyde Park down to Victoria Park or anything it, it is um, it's an important part of protesting and I think regardless of the strange several steps to get from, I can't get to work. Who are these assholes? Why is there a website on a poster? What do I have to, do I, I I've got to write that in, do I? I can't even scan it. Like, come on, just yeah. give me a, give me a USB stick, you know, and typing it in. I've got to, you know, I've, I, well, I guess Game of Thrones isn't out till next week. So yes, I'll watch it. You know, the, you know, yeah. the steps. Yeah. I thought it was a weird, <clears throat> I thought it was a weird marketing move to just push Dominion, but I can see what they got it. They want something simple. Mm. Just push Dominion, not, not go vegan because people are like, well, why? Fuck you. Okay. So I'll watch Dominion and maybe, you know, and apparently 53 and a half thousand people did watch it that extra people that week because it was a website and sure Christian Delforce had the stats up on his right. website so whatever mm. that's fine um, they're going on other people's property there's a few issues with that and firstly people took photos and videos of horrendous farming practices whether or not that was on the certain farms that said it was whether I'm not sure and I think that's important you should be able to go and fucking you know just like you would if someone was being held against their will on a property go and yeah. take a photo of a human being but to have the whole world look at you for doing that, for, for, for you know, putting up a website of all of these farmers, and I know that they didn't check all those farms first. Like, if you're doing some secret research and discovering that a farm is doing some bad stuff, yeah. absolutely get that shit out in the open. But suddenly, to tell a whole bunch of untrained, unprofessional people who are very passionate and may have a lot of access to go onto these farms and do stuff, I think... From a purely a PR point of view, it's bad PR. Mm. Like, go and show that farm's doing the bad stuff. Go and show the Giffy Goat Farm, which is now shut down, which had nothing to do with the vegans. It was already going under and not paying its workers. But they, of course, they. But now they get to say the yeah, vegans yeah. shut us down. Mm. It's like, well, you you you've ta- you've taken the goat by the horns in a very good way because <laughs> you because the vegans gave you that opportunity, and that's yeah. the problem. They, they, they just left themselves wide open, and I know they did it with the, you know, good ideas. But why didn't they just? This is the this is the simplest thing. La, the week before, the, one of the biggest news stories was I can't remember the name of the like it's like Outback Steakhouse, but an American chain had introduced a vegetarian burger and it was outselling every one of the meat burgers. Mm. And it was a news story it, all across America and it made it to Australia. And I thought this is amazing by Tuesday. And if you type in vegan, that story was coming up. Yeah, well, from from Tuesday you type in vegan and everyone's getting you know people chaining themselves to abattoirs and stuff and mm. and doing this massive massive coordinated protest which just you know 
you're gonna see, you're gonna get those reactions you were talking about. People associating veganism with terrorism and stuff. Yeah. So do you think though that like do you think that sometimes it's counterproductive? Then like yeah, it's just like absolutely. really counterproductive. It, it's because what what I learned when I was yelling at those two girls who got McDonald's is that they're not going to go vegan because I yelled at them. Mm. If I sat down with them and signed the thing with them and said nothing. And they stayed fans of the band and they, you know, wrote us letters. They followed us on Facebook. They would slowly learn that we have an amazing life and we happen to not eat animals. And mm. we don't, I mean, these days they would need to eat McDonald's. They'd easily get, just as easy to get Lord of the Fries. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and as a result, I completely alienated those two people. And what do they think? They don't think, oh, he got angry at us for this. It's like, who oh, yelled at us? That fucking vegan yelled at us. Or oh, he yelled at us because he's vegan. And so this which perfectly brings us to this thing, is just a giant version of that. Mm. These people yelled at us because they're vegan. Not because of what we're doing, but because they're vegan. Mm. And it's just... Um, it just seems unnecessary. I absolutely support unveiling horrible practices on mm. farms, as everyone does. Like, you know, if you can see a fucking dead goat being stepped on by, you know, by or kick, kicked around. Everyone wants that to stop. But um, I just think that not being inside that particular you know, movement or that, that organizational structure. I'm not sure how they got there, but I would have just said, maybe just, maybe just focus on how good, good the food is now. Mm, maybe just well, focus yeah. on how amazing, you know, like I mean, the fact that grilled has a no meat day, the fact that you can get vegan cheese on most places. Like, and everyone, everyone in these Facebook groups goes nuts about all that stuff. And now these same people who the, last week were saying, Oh, I, I, you know, I, I can't believe I, I went to a, a wedding and had this amazing food, or I, I went to, I went out west and there was vegan food in the in the supermarket. Now they're saying my workmates are asking me why I'm such an asshole. I'm a vegan. <laughs> and 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 it's because yeah. everyone's tired with the well, same brush. Yeah. yeah, like the vegans who organise it are perfectly equipped to answer those questions. I to say no, I'm not an asshole. This is why those people, those those more militant vegans. But for the everyday vegan who's like a 14 year old who's just gone vegan because. Pinkies or whoever is or whoever the popular zeitgeist person is vegan, um, they're not equipped and they're, and they're going to feel really, um, you know, horrified that they've been called an asshole for something that they thought was doing the right thing and mm. that their workmates may have thought was a cute little quirk until suddenly they're terrorists. Mm. It's like, um, Peter does this a lot. Stu- Peter, the animal organization, do stupid things all the time. Mm. They get celebrities to do actions or to write letters and then the second that they get challenged, the celebrities who want to keep being celebrities go, oh, sorry, I'm, I eat meat, I eat meat, sorry. I think it was like a, Tony Collette or one of those people a few years ago, I remember Peter did it, and she got hassled by farmers and immediately said, I'm sorry, I didn't know what I do, did, I'm sorry. And of course, the big story is, you know, yeah, no yeah, longer yeah. vegan, vegan, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, gave up vegans, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I do have quite strong opinions on that because I know the number of people that have gone vegan, not because of me, but since I've been vegan, and it's been mostly because they've seen how easy it is to be vegan. Right. Yeah. What a nice life it is. Yeah. I mean, not this hand-wringing, po-faced fucking, you know. Yeah. I think, I think there is, there is a, definitely a play. Like if, if you're in a business of trying to change people's minds, which is probably something I disagree with more, <laughs> there, there is a, a case for lots of different methods. Mm. So some people, you know, as you said, how many people watched, watched that documentary? Mm. There is a place for that big splash where you piss people off, it makes the news, because that's kind of, it's kind of mm. the point of protest. There's no point protesting in, in, in someone's living room mm, when mm. no one's going to see it. So I think there, there is a, a kind of case for lots of different ways. Um, but I definitely think that trying to forcibly change people's minds is, mm. is my problem there. 
I think she, like leading the way and showing is like, I'm not going to change your mind, but like, mm. I eat pretty well. Like, I go there, I go there, I don't miss out on that. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I've got to take my B12 supplements, but other than that, I, get, I, I, I haven't done that either. I don't take B12. I yeah, got right. shots, I got shots a little while ago. Yeah, right. I can just show everyone my stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and be like, 40, I'm good. 41, I'm doing fine. I probably need to work out a little bit more, but I'm not wasting away. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think, yeah, definitely the, the just leading by a positive example mm. is, is just the. It was the more moral way. Mm-hmm. In sense of- with, with the pro- with the protests last week, there was one thing that I like. Just one of the one of the videos that I saw was the vegans on 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 a farm, and they intentionally let out some of the cattle mm. on this guy's farm, and everyone was filming it. So they were yeah. all filming it, and. I don't know. I don't know whether or not, like, so I, I assumed that the people in the protest thought that the footage that they were getting was this good footage mm. that they let these cattle out and things like that. Mm. And what it was footage of was a poor, like, a, well, for me, I felt really sorry mm. for the guys. This yeah. farmer going, "Get off my property! What are you yeah, doing yeah. here? Why did you just let my cows out? I want to put my cows back in the yard." Mm. Like, and trying to round up his cows with all these people yelling at him, like abusing yeah, yeah. him. And yeah. I'm like. How can that? How can that be productive? Mm. Surely there is like you but know. Also, just from a purely um, like just a exist, like right at that moment, what the fuck are those cows going to do? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, are they yeah, doing? Yeah. Are they going to go back to, to the yeah, wild yeah, herds of yeah. cows? We're you know? free. For, we're, yes, thanks for awesome. Right, right, we're, yes, we're, what do? Yeah, it just doesn't. And yeah. that that is so much to do with ideology over like they, those cows shouldn't be owned. They can't be in there. Well, that's fine. But they're, cows for fucking gen- thousands of years have been farmed. You don't, wh- yeah. where is the original wild cow yeah. that it was modeled yeah. from? Like, where is that cow? You, there is no wild herds of cows, except in places where society has crumbled. Mm. And maybe there will be again in 50 or 60 years yeah. when society crumbles again. But let's but wait till then. I don't think those cows prosper. No, not, not yes, I think, yeah. So I think if you let a cow out and the farmer goes, oh, and this is, And this is what people end up asking those questions. They say, well, what do you do? What, if everyone goes vegan, what happens to the cows? And it's like, well, that's because you've seen someone let out cows. And mm. so you're going to ask that question. A much more sensible response is, you, if everyone stops eating meat slowly or everyone eats less and less meat, we don't have to focus on those intensive forms of farming and smaller farms can prosper because you, you've t- t- taught people to eat locally and buy locally, then purely the profit motive will disappear and people will stop breeding as many cows and slowly you might find local providors finding their feet again and then the whole world is perfect. Yeah. The world yeah. end. <laughs> do, so do you, like, this is one thing that I wanted to ask about because, and as we've talked about, the media likes to focus on the extreme elements mm. of any story, the salacious and, you know, vibrant and dynamic things that you see, protests, all that sort mm. of thing. And when you see these extreme things, it seems to me a lot of the time the extreme demands are pretty unrealistic. Mm. let's just close all abattoirs or let's just stop like everyone should be a vegan or let's yeah. just stop the meat industry and you, you you sort of mentioned some alternatives very briefly just then mm. Lindsay but is there is there people out there is there vegans out there that are actually looking at modeling how a meat-free world look looks so I'd, I'd say there would be and i'd be quite interested to see the yeah, science I, on it. I haven't this is one, <laughs> one thing that always gets me well stats boy over here yeah yeah, yes. yeah I'm, I'm big on stats <laughs> so this is, this is something that I've, I've always sort of brought up and i think like you alluded to mm. earlier is a lot of a lot of people have gone vegan because they're doing the right thing but i'm particularly knowledgeable about it mm. so when they mm. do get bombarded with questions like 
would 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 obviously don't have the answers. You don't have to have the answers. You shouldn't mm. expect them to have the answers. But it does lead to the question of like, what is the what is the game what's plan? The end game? Yeah, yeah. What what mm. is the end game here? Because if you get the streamers and they say we should all stop eating meat, mm. you're like, what tomorrow? So then obviously straight away logically that just falls down. Mm. So yeah. I don't think that 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 stops anyone even taking that next step of looking into what could we do better or mm. what what could we take? Is there a middle ground? Is there some things we could do better? Mm. I think that kind of stops it dead quite often. So. I haven't been able to find anyone with a, a model, as you say. Well, what I, like, I mean, the, the way, and, and with the organisations that I help out with Hidden Harvest and, and these sorts of things, it, it, just seems to, it just seems to be interaction with conscious food consumption mm-hmm. and, and that sort of slow drip of education is what drives a change in decision-making. And I think that, it, yeah, it, it is unrealistic to, to just have these sort of black and white, like, ban meat sort of things and there could be some work to be done around just teaching people about what farms are and 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 how farming works and why monoculture is bad and why like i mean factory farming's obvious like i mean it's obvious why factory farming's bad but how things can be done differently and i guess one of the other things maybe i wanted to get to was actually before i before we get to the to the next to the next part yeah i mean I think that the thing is that it's it's, it's to say ban meat, to say ban, close all abattoirs, to say uh, you know meat is murder, all of that stuff. It's easy, and if someone wants, if you want someone, if someone's going to go vegan, the, the, they want something easy to latch onto, and it's something as easy as a slogan. Mm. And to have that slogan makes it gives you something that you can say you stand for. You know why 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 don't you eat meat? Meat is murder. What do you want? I want everyone to stop eating meat. It's easy. If it's challenged, it falls down. Of course it does. Mm. Uh, but it is a starting point. If you believe in it, then you can start thinking about the, you know, you can think further of it. If, if you're not, if you aren't challenged so much that you, you know, you sort of lose all faith in it. If you believe in it, then you can uh, start thinking, all right, so that's, that, that's what I want to achieve. What, how do I achieve it? You know, unless you're someone who believes it's all or nothing. And I say these abolitionist vegans that, you know, they, they think it's not enough that, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of chickens per square, per hectare mm. has been increased, uh, sorry, decreased so much in this, in, in certain uh, terminology of free range, all that sort of stuff. Mm. They think, no, it's no good until all chickens. Are. But the fact is that we are making small, small strides. And I think you're right. It comes to that. Um, you've got to have, uh, you know, a, a more, you know, you've got to think about it and it gives you ideas to be more sustainable in your own life. And that's, you know, what happened to me when I went from veganism and started thinking about ethical clothing and all that sort of thing. But that, the, the belief, you've also got to believe that you're part of something bigger. And that's where I think the slogans come in. Because if you believe you're part of something bigger, then your, your actions can actually change something. Mm. So mm. what I do makes absolutely no difference. If it was just me, makes no difference. And, but the fact that I know there's heaps of people doing it at the same time and, you know, Facebook groups and stuff and back in the olden days, um, you know, uh, email chains and things, um, confirm it. It makes you believe that you can actually make a little difference. And then in the same way that now clothing has an ethical rating and you can find out which, you know, Australian yeah, clo- right. pro- clothing brands have ethical rating. That's all happened because people have screamed no more sweatshops mm-hmm. and we'll never get to a point that there's no more sweatshops until we drastically reduce the population of the planet which is a whole other issue mm. which we don't need to talk about <laughs> but uh we would solve so many problems but um but we would uh, but then yeah that now that is a thing now from the days when we all we knew was that Nike was evil 
as when I was growing up. Of course. Now we know, on a scale, exactly how evil Nike yeah. is. And yeah. they're not that evil compared to other certain places. And yeah. I was amazed to see, you know, certain... Like, I remember when Bond stopped, stopped making clothes in Australia. And I'm like, that's it, I can never wear Bonds again. But they're, they're actually only second rung from one of the, some of the most ethical brands. That's yeah, because... Right. Agitation, people feel, um, you know, empowered and they make these demands and the pop and, and the power of the consumer makes that happen. And so I feel that that's the reason that these slogans are important because it makes people feel part of a community which they then can use their voice to, once again, utilizing the profit motive, make something happen. However, the, the problem is that you can also turn people off on a mass yeah. <laughs> thing because there's a whole bunch of people doing something that they consider really dumb. But yeah, I think that's that's how I see that working in a very strangely philosophical superhero kind of way. Yeah, I think it kind of like goes back to Voltron the Voltron kind of. Yeah, way. there is there's big actions that that have kind of a little trickle down effect, then, mm. and I guess that kind of permeates everything. Whereas whereas when you look back at it, maybe if you go ten years from now, from these pretty legendary protests in <laughs> Melbourne in, in 2019, yeah, you know, maybe maybe they do have a little trickle down effect where they make that actual little difference to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I know there was, you know, there was big exposés on sweatshop and stuff, which now has yeah. led to that, you know, that sort of thing happening. So, um, it's just a, a different way of thinking about things, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's probably a little bit of a change of tack, but mm-hmm. I feel like, I guess we should talk about this, but when it comes to production of meat, there is a big spectrum of how it's done from the worst most horrible factory farms you can think of to um, small family farms like you've talked about. Lindsay, some of them which exist in the Illawarra, like, for example, Green Connect down in Warrawong are now um, producing eggs and, and pork. Mm-hmm. And places like Buena Vista Farm down in Gerringong is another one. Um, do you think it's unfair on these people that perhaps meat meat production is is put out there and sort of... It's painted. With, they're painted with the same brush as factory mm-hmm. farming in a lot of instances. I think that on a yeah, like a person to person basis, it's it's unfair that they are probably being targeted mm. the same way. But I think, and once again, it's because of those big slogans and they're easy and stuff. But I think it's in the same way, perhaps that different religious groups are probably getting hassled because of George Pell. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a maybe reaching too far here. But I feel there's a whole bunch of different Catholic churches around the world. They don't all fuck kids, mm. but some of them fuck kids. And yeah. in and and so because they're all linked by the same by the, the the fact that they all practice this particular religion, it is certainly what I've seen. They all have they all have addressed it in mm. their clergy. They've all said, you know, if you want to talk to someone about this, I was talking about this with um, someone on the christening yesterday. That they're they're priest said if you want to talk about this you know this what's happening in in rome what's happening with cardinal pell come and talk to us about it and i think the fact if you are doing something that in another part of your industry is being done wrong then it's probably on you to say hey we don't do it like this Mm. and and this and this is a message I'm sure a lot of people are doing. It's probably getting lost. But hey, come and come and see how we're doing this. Or yeah. you're not going to get vegans to come and see how you do this. But you you should say yes. The way they do it is wrong. Yeah, promote, yeah. promote the difference. Yeah, promote the difference. And I, and that's just that's kind of good marketing, really. But also you have to admit, like you have to you have to admit from a from you have to come from a place of 
yes, this this can be done wrong in some places, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that happens, happens in, as soon as there's an umbrella term for anything, whether mm. it's religion or farming or yeah, agriculture, yeah, yeah. even like restaurants. McDonald's yeah. is a restaurant. We're yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. No, no, they're not quite the same. Yeah, you got, and, and you know, we promote the difference in that. Yes, we say, yeah, oh, exactly you come right. here, we get, yeah. Our, yeah. You know, even where we source stuff, we go, we get our veg mm. from here, our meat from here. These guys do this, do that. Like, mm. like you know, we we promote the difference. The same in, in any kind of industry, you yeah. need to promote your difference, especially when it's one that. And I and I think you also have to expect to not win everyone over. I think that's the yeah. other thing you have to know that and it's the same as in playing in a punk band there are so many and being a, a white guy in a punk rock band we have to come out we we have had to come out and so, and publicly talk about the fuckwits in the industry and mm-hmm. you know yeah we are not the same as those assholes and sticky fingers or we are not the same as that dickhead from, from um, smith street band or whatever you know we have to because we we are in that same world especially as white males in a punk rock band mm-hmm. and you absolutely have to say that kind of thing and, I, and it, it's and you have to know that some people will say, oh, no, they're all fucking assholes. Mm, they're all yeah. misogynist fuckwits. And you just have to go, well, we did what we could. And yeah. I think it's the same. You know, these people who do, you know, raise and kill animals in the most ethical way they possibly can. In, in, and by that, I mean the most ethical way that, that you can possibly do it. Because to a point, then uh, they have to know that some people aren't going to be won over by that. Mm. But, and this is to quote a friend of mine who got hassled for drinking a Pepsi as a vegan... At least I'm fucking doing something. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I just want to ask one more question to you, Lindsay, as a mm. part of my own curiosity. Mm. That doesn't have to do with eating meat, mm. but it, it can tie in. How do you, where do you sort of sit on the idea of um, animal culling as a part of, you know, environmental problem solving? Yeah, it's a hard one because I love the Brumbies in the Kosciuszko Valley. My mm. wife actually did a thesis, honours thesis on them, and I have. Uh, conveniently <clears throat> chosen to believe that the pigs and the deer do a lot more damage. In fact, I was talking to a, to, to, to land, to, to people who work the land there, they actually reckon humans do a lot of damage, fishermen and stuff that fuck mm. up the land. But absolutely, the, the, not only do they, the horses cause a lot of damage, but they're also dying horribly out there because they're mm. fucking starving. But the solution seems to be from a lot of people who work the land, let us back into the national parks to actually work the horses properly. And if you work the horses, the horses aren't running wild and well, aren't as, as much running wild. There's a, this is, oh, once again, I'm just going to talk about what I know. The man from Cox's River is a, a, a doco about wild horses in a different part of the world. I think mm. it's the Blue, Blue Mountains. Blue yeah. Mountains, yeah. And the guy there had this great solution. I don't know if it works on a scaled up way to actually trap the horses and get them out and, and break them in. And a friend of ours, Nev, who lives uh, on the road to um, up to uh, the snow at Perisher, he catches wild horses, breaks them in, breaks in the Brumbies and has pony rides for people. Vegans will fucking hate that, but I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. And these ponies have the best life. We, we did this thing, we went and Jen went on a ride. Actually, I went on a ride too, I think. But anyway, don't tell the vegans. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but at the end of the ride, he went out to feed them, took his ute full of the hay and the Brumbies just ran over the hill like fucking 50 Brumbies ran towards the, the and then just danced around the, um, the, the ute until we fed them all the hay. It was the best thing in the world. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's a good one for brumbies. Yeah, yeah. But what about pigs and deer then? Well, exactly right. What? How do you? What do you do? I mean, the, the fact is, these are all introduced species. Human beings are responsible for it. It's the same with cane toads. I don't like to see cane toads killed. Mm. I think it's fucking horrible. I don't know what they're doing. They're having a great time, mm. jumping around, making Rooting. their way to Victoria. Yeah. yeah. But it's <laughs> like, but we did this. We did this because humans are fucking stupid and, and, and are selfish. And the um, 
and it's the same. I mean, even when people ask you ask me why are you feeding your dog meat because we we foster greyhounds, um, so we're up to our seventh foster now, and they go off to permanent homes, and it's because we created this problem. We created the problem that greyhounds are being thrown out of the industry at a massive rate and being killed if they're not rehomed. And so we have to give them the best life. Like, imagine being rescued. Imagine being like a, uh, a little kid being rescued from a fucking brothel or whatever. And then you find you get to this home who loves you but feeds you crap that doesn't fucking fill you up and you don't mm. like because, oh, no, no, we don't. We don't. It's like, that's yeah. bullshit. We yeah. fucking created that problem. We and And we are still... It's, yeah, like we're still doing everything else in our lives is vegan, but we're not going to deprive these. The same with um, people who rescue cats. You know, mm. I've got mates who run a dingo and a fox sanctuary. And this is another, he, uh, he, sorry, they, I should say, non-binary. They rescue foxes, keep them in a, um, in a, in an enclosure, desex them immediately, and they never leave the enclosure because you're not allowed to. But farmers fucking hate them. <laughs> But, yeah. but, what, but what they're doing is like, we're, just because we're not killing them, we're, we're taking them away from you. You haven't got to deal with them. But they're kept in this enclosure, you know. But it's, um, it's, uh, there is, yeah, culling and kangaroos as well is another one. But then, um, the, the way, I think it's just, it just comes down to humans being fucking dumb and selfish. And we, 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 you know, you, I think you need to, it's, it's probably cheaper to shoot things from the air and not look after their joeys and all that kind of thing. But if we, we should think about doing the right thing and desexing animals. You can desex animals really, mm. it's very cost intensive, but you could do it and you would solve a few problems. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, you think that there's ways that we could address this issue. It might be very cost intensive that yeah. don't necessarily involve just shooting, shooting yeah. pigs from a helicopter with a machine gun yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, or, you know, I mean, if I can get Simon, if I can get a couple well, of pigs. Like, yeah, like. Well, is that that was that was going to be my follow up question? Mm. Was that then if you know if we are if, we're, if we are, if we're killing these animals, mm, how do you feel about the consumption them. of them? I got vegan mates. Who, well, so they're vegan mates. I've got uh, people who don't pay for me to eat roadkill. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I've, I've met people. Yeah. Like yeah. People who eat sustainable meat. Sustainable meat. Yeah. yeah. And and like that's I that probably comes back to that's how silly it is to honor the uh, the plastic the, the the leather bag by burying it. But honor the fucking animal by eating it. Like, yeah. so if it's yeah. going to be dead, don't um, you know? Don't 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 waste it. Don't waste it. Having said that, I'm not going to eat it. But that's just because I, you know, I haven't. Uh, I, don't, I don't think my taste buds would be ready for. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Uh, and I don't need but, to. There's a lot of other meat well, eaters. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I think like there's 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 whole thing is there's, there's room for people of all diets mm. of all sorts, and I think you can take bits from other people. And like I said, everyone should eat less meat. But there's mm. no problem if people don't want to eat meat. Kind of out. It's like people eating um, uh, lab-grown meat as well. Like that's going to ask that, about that. If that, that happens, well done. Like, yeah, it's like people. People say, "Oh, but it's made from uh, you know single cell, single cell of yeah, another." Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. That fucking single cell ain't feeling no pain. You're yeah. probably against abortions too. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's um, but it's a uh, yeah, and that would solve third world hunger problems. Yeah, like, in the yeah, same I, way that I, genetically modified crops. I, I think that that really is the future mm. of food because like, that is one of the problems. When mm. you go down the let's stop factory farming, mm. is, is it's a very quick and cheap way to produce lots of food. Mm. Um, so if you get rid of that, are you going to tell people who low socioeconomic yeah. or poor people they can't eat meat? Absolutely. Is yeah. that a decision you're going to make, or is, is it a decision you make where mm. like we're not, we're not going to be able to feed people? So there's, that, there's some real kind of moral ethical decisions coming from original decisions, mm. which have implications from there. And there's a whole issue of uh, cheap 
nasty food, like, you know, dodgy junk food, you know, hamburgers in America, mm. once again, America, cheaper than fruit and vegetables. That's yeah, 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 yeah. But that's to do with capitalism, which is another thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it, it's, it's also interweaved and, and entangled mm. every, every, yeah, every time you kind of think like, well, maybe you should do this. And you go, oh, no, that'll do that. Yeah. To, so I think that there's, that's why the extreme version of it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and I think, and that, that, that also comes down to the fact that for a lot of people, and me especially, veganism is a pretty, is, is pretty luxurious. Like I have the luxury about to do this. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And and but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just because a lot of people are fucking feeding their four kids and you know living in a horrible place and having to work two jobs and stuff, and they can't afford to think about where their their, their food's coming from. Mm. Doesn't mean I shouldn't, but I probably shouldn't yell at them for doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's um, that, that, that's mm. always a big one for me with the you know, extreme side of it. Is is yeah, is, is the mm. population growth of the next twenty five years. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be huge. We're already struggling to feed people mm. yeah. well, until we decide not to waste I, so much food. I think one of, like, one of the funny things as well, though, I guess, is perhaps a lot of this that we're talking about, this, the extremism and the antagonism, is just so media-generated. Like, I mean, yeah. ideology and, and dogma and identity and these sorts of things occur on social media and on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that are very very active vegans and 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 very active activists mm. and we don't, you know we're friends mm. you know what i mean like in real life yeah. you yeah. give someone a hug and say how are you like mm. you're my friend and yeah, yeah. and this sort of stuff doesn't actually pervade your personal interactions and so i don't know I, I think one of the one of the issues that are around this whole thing is just the nature of media at the moment the yeah, nature yeah. of way we consume things via the internet yeah. we've, we've had multiple vegans work here in the, in there the you kitchen, go. Yeah. In the kitchen and out the front like it's it's um yeah, and I think, like you said, it's, it's the media puts it as this black and white, them mm. versus us, um, and, and that that's not it's not conductive to actually coming up with any solutions. Mm. This is not helpful in the slightest. Mm. Yeah, but it's not looking for solutions. It's looking for you know another bunch of views for the next for the next thing or the next yeah. twenty-four hour. Yeah, yeah, mm, cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and that's the same with anything. It's the same. It's the reason that you know. It's the reason. The reason that. Sudanese kids are getting fucking beaten up in Melbourne. It's the yeah. same thing because it's an easy story to, to 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 tell to tell the story of a senator who believes African gangs are a problem. Yeah. To not actually go and find out yeah, if well, African yeah. gangs are a problem. Mm. The story is that some guy said something. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that that can be repeated it's a million times insinuate that it's true. Yeah, mm. yeah. Cool. Um, that's about time, guys. <laughs> about an hour. Like. <laughs> I don't know. We, we always get to the end of these conversations and we try to figure out whether or not we've yeah, like achieved we anything. <laughs> and, and, um, and I think, I guess what I like, if we have achieved something, it's just, it's nice to be able to talk about these sorts of things. And mm. I think that forever, like it's, it's just good to approach all these sorts of things with an open mind. And that's yeah. kind of what we try well, to get I to. I think there's some things for me, especially, I think most people should be, no matter what your diet should be an ingredient of. And I think that's the, a lot of the farming is, is mm. wrong and, and needs, needs to be massively worked on. We should all probably eat less meat, mm. probably less fish, um, and we should probably care more about the, the standards of wherever everything's coming, our food, our clothes, you know, mm. the materials mm. is made out of. So I think like, if it, you know, everyone kind of just agrees to be like, that that's a good middle ground. Let's, mm. let's see what we can do from there. There's mm. so much information out there and, and some so many people have no time to educate themselves about yeah. it. But it's just, it's it's there and if you want to have a little poke around, it's it's kind of, the, and it, whether it's watching Dominion, I have no idea whether that's entertaining at all. Yeah. Or, or, I think there's a sensationalism you have to, like, I'm mm. researching for 
generally keep keep up to date on a lot of these things we're researching mm. the last couple of days about it. And you see, there's lots of uh, like sense like ten things wrong with veganism, mm-hmm. and, like, and there's some some sensationalist things which which might sound. If, if, if they shock you, you should probably just check the source. Yeah, and yeah. See what it is. If you go, oh my god, fucking hell, that's 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 just just check. Just it. just copy paste yeah. and then see how many times that's been debunked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. the, yeah, checking your sources. There's a lot of misinformation oh. for, for for both sides. Of and and that's and that's the issue with the the fact that we have not only social media yelling these things at us, but the internet that can confirm every single theory, exactly. no matter how stupid yeah. it is and how. Yeah. How it's a shame people don't use the latter. Yeah, <laughs> how, how veganism can lead to anti-vax, which can lead to homeopathy. It's just ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it's it is like talking about you know doing a bit of background research for for this chat. When you do it, it just really did seem that all the media that's available is on one side of the, or the other. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's like why is factory farming and meat consumption bad why is veganism bad and there mm. doesn't seem to be too many of these types of yeah, very, just an attempt to to gain some understanding from from people yeah, some and very, things very very few balanced articles mm. yeah. out there about veganism yeah yeah it's just, it takes a lot longer yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> it you can read that over yeah. you know while you're sitting on the train on the bus home this took hours yeah <laughs> yeah still it was nice it was yeah. tasty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else guys Uh, we'll leave it there all right well if you like this podcast you can just uh search quicksand food wherever you get your podcasts uh yeah follow Kavo on social media follow quicksand food on social media um if you have any feedback info at quicksandfood.com's the email address we love hearing from you whether it's positive or negative if you're a vegan and you've got something (laughs) negative to say please Send us an email because I'd love to read it and I'd love to yeah. to hear some feedback about this conversation. Uh, Lindsay, Drive mm. Program on ABC. That's right. Three to six weekdays. Feel free to uh, give me a call, especially if you're a vegan and you disagree with anything I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. That's it for another show. Thanks, Lindsay. Cool. cool. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers mate. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.